This is the World Industrial News for Friday, April 8th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part four of their podcast, Sustainability and COP26. Do you have the sense that for the businesses that are there and participating in these conversations in the innovation zone, that there's sort of more accountability that arises out of that because they've, you know, made their presence known and there's sort of a growing energy around measuring commitments to change, not just making the commitments, but following up with with data. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's almost interesting. It felt this time in its own way, like the business community is 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 playing an activist role in and of itself. That's not to say that we are re- replacing the very important global youth movement that that was in Glasgow and that was there to again to remind everybody of the importance of of the impact of the decisions that were being made on their future. But I would definitely say that companies are not sitting around, business is not sitting around waiting or relying entirely on what gets decided from an international perspective. Now, there are areas where, again, we really need alignment on policy. And one one of the areas that has been left undecided for a very long time from the Paris Agreement was a, a rule book aspect relating to how carbon gets traded globally across borders and, and a greater alignment on carbon pricing. You know, yes, we do need a framework that allows for a more even approach across countries, but businesses themselves, even you know, major heavy industry knows that carbon pricing is coming or is already active, and, and they're already adapting their entire business model to operate, you know, the, it, preparing for a lower carbon world. They're not they're not waiting around, um, and in fact, we as companies again can be progressive in the measures that we take and implement across our own operations. For example, what renewable energy, the the energy that we're using for our offices uh, to fund our data centers where we're developing products, where does that come from? If we do have uh, a car fleet, is it an electric car fleet? There are all sorts of ways that businesses can use our own buying power to influence things, and we are. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Commonly thought of as a weed, the humble dandelion may become a source of rubber used in tires for the military. Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company will study the use of dandelions in the U.S. to produce rubber for tires. Cement production is one of the most intensive carbon-producing industries, with the Portland Cement Association stating that manufacturing a pound of cement produces about 0.9 pounds of carbon dioxide. To this end, both large and small cement producers in North America are taking steps to lower their emissions. Meta, the rebranded Facebook, has put on ice plans to build the largest data center in the Netherlands due to political resistance to the project. The 200 million euro center was to be located in the small town of Zeewald, 50 kilometers from Amsterdam, and employ 400 people. 
And oil and gas investors were pitted against consumers in a U.S. House of Representatives hearing on April 6th. Investors emerged the winner, though continued high retail fuel prices may lead to future congressional actions. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.